Welcome everybody, Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby Ryan. I'm here with Donald, Devin, and Rob. Before we get going, we just want to ask you to check out StatementGames.com. You can find a unique experience in all your fantasy sports. Also, check out DocAdamsBaseball.org. Learn about the founder of baseball. So, we had the Hall of Fame um, no-show uh, announced yesterday. All right, nobody is getting in. And there's a lot of mixed feelings about it. Uh, Evan, do you want to get going? I know you're all- yeah, sure. I'm pissed off. Let's just jump right into it. If you're going to have all these qualifications to get into the hall, then you need to have no thin lines where you can cross it and put in who you want and who you don't want. There are plenty of bad characters who are already in the hall. We've now made this sport about politics. We don't like his politics, so he's not allowed to go in the Hall of Fame. Look at what he did 10, 15 years ago. That's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's ranked 27th in the Hall for war. And I know no one cares about war, but if you look at that stat and the fact that he pitched in the AL East during the steroid era with other guys who were cheating, is it's ridiculous that we're sitting here and even talking about integrity. These voters have no integrity with who they vote for because they've made it personal. It's not personal. They're baseball players. Well, there were multiple, you know, there were a lot of blank ballots that were sent in. If they don't feel like there's any, you know, if they don't want to vote for the steroid guys, they're set, if they're set on that. And that's been an issue for 10 years now. So, would we have rather of them just wasted votes on some of the lesser qualified players that were on the ballot? You know, like with Troy Hawkins, you know, how he got, you know, we, we can't have it both ways. And like, you know, in the, in the you know, before we started recording, you know, Donald made, made a point of, you know, you can't have it both ways. Two wrongs don't make a right. So, it's really a matter of your perspective on it. He shouldn't <laughs> even be on the ballot. That's the problem is that they let anyone who played for a significant amount of time is automatically on the ballot. So you have these weak classes where these stupid voters are forced to vote for people who shouldn't even be on the ballot. It's ridiculous. Change the whole qualifications then and have the voters vote for exactly what they want then so that we don't have to sit here and say, oh, they're voting wrong because they are voting wrong. They've made up their own rules and they're sitting here and telling us how we're supposed to feel about a player who on merit and on his baseball stats is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. See, I think that's why I, you know, there was a lot of backlash, you know, because of um, Kurt Schilling's personal life. You know, and there are plenty of other players that are in the hall that were not the nicest people outside off the field. That because of this their, their status as a player, they let some of the the outside baseball stuff slide to give them their due. And I and I'm not a fan of Kurt Schilling, but I did think he belonged in the hall. Yeah, so I thought that he kind of got screwed and I think he screwed himself with his reaction. That kind of, that, that annoyed me. Rob, you have a comment? I don't think he screwed himself at all. I think he's absolutely right for wanting to be taken off the ballot. It's a joke. It's honestly a joke. It's like Donald said yesterday. Uh, these writers have this holier than thou mentality. They want to make it about themselves. The fact that we're seeing so many of these guys who have the privilege to vote on the hall of fame, defending 14 
blank ballots. 14 people decided I have a right to vote and I'm not going to do it. It's like they always tell us, go out and vote, right? Whenever there's an election. Yeah. You're telling me that you have this right to vote on a, at the sport that we all love. The highest honor a player can achieve outside of winning a championship is when you're done playing, you want to be recognized as one of the best to ever do it, right? That's why everyone plays the game. They want to be one of the best. They want to win. And if you get into the Hall of Fame, that's a huge honor. And these a-hole writers are taking that away from some great players like Schilling, like Bonds, and the list goes on. Yeah, there are guys that probably shouldn't get in on this ballot, but you're taking that away from a guy like Bonds who, yeah, he took steroids, but you look at his home runs, those things were going so much further. That's probably all they did was make the ball go a little bit further. He was still going to hit home run after home run. There's a reason teams did not want to pitch to him. And 14 blank ballots, it's disgusting. And to see idiots like John Heyman try to justify that and all these idiot writers, I can't stand it. It's, it's ridiculous. And people wonder why the national media is getting less and less attention in term of or, or respect these days because they're constantly wrong, first of all, and then they go ahead and do something like this. I'm very pissed off. I think it's no. disgusting. Yeah, with that argument, maybe um, one with, with that point, maybe I should be a little more pissed off about the blank ballads than I was in the beginning, you know, because you do make a good point, you know. So I'm I'm gonna lean towards, you know, I, maybe I should be pissed off about the blank ballad. You can have you know, your own opinion. Everyone's entitled. You know, and that's that's fine. You know, right? We, we might not We're always agree on the beginning. But if you make a good point, I'll acknowledge it, and I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking about this all wrong. You know, Donald, do you have something to say? Well, let's just uh, look at, at what Kurt Schilling says here. I will not participate in the final year of voting. I'm requesting to be removed from the ballot. I'll defer to the Veterans Committee and men whose opinions actually matter and who are in a position to actually judge a player. I don't think I'm a Hall of Fame player, as I've often stated. But if former players think I am, then I'll accept that with honor. To be honest, I completely agree with that. I have no problem with that. I actually, I like the what way he's saying that. is exactly what we said yesterday. That's how, not, right. that's yeah, how a Hall of Fame should be said. judged. It should be judged on ex-players and people that actually have an authority on on the game and how it was played and who's and who's elite and who isn't. Writers are prejudiced from the outset. They've got their they got their their own personal prejudices or, or preferences on a certain player, and that's just it. You know, and if you don't fit that little circle that they're looking for, then you're completely out. And it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the greatest player to ever freaking uh, go on the baseball mound, and they'll ignore you for whatever reason, whether it's, uh, I don't know, whether it could be steroids or if you have personal uh, um, political beliefs or whatever. I do have a problem with Kurt Schilling, what he said, and I don't have a problem with him being in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be, but I think what he, I think he's quite right that it should be deferred to people that actually matter, because John Heyman and and what Bob Nightingale who put in Latroy Hawkins, he doesn't matter, and these people yeah, don't. Know. I know that I know Schilling, you know, kind of lit Twitter up and social media on fire yesterday, but let's not ignore the fact that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame as soon as they allowed. Bud Selig, who created this whole map, who created the steroid era because he wanted to make money. He's in the Hall of Fame just because he was the commissioner, which I don't think is the right thing to do. But once you let him in, 
you have to you have to open the gate for the players that succeeded under his administration. Right. <clears throat> That's the problem too, is that you just stated Bud Selig is in the, in the Hall of Fame. What are his qualifications? What is the reason for that? Because if Rob Manfred retires and they put him in the hall, then the hall's a joke and it should be shut down. Well, every commissioner does get in. I know, and it makes no sense. It, no, and it's not, it's not the way to do it. Yeah, I agree. That's why once they let Selig in, that should have opened the floodgates for the steroid era guys because there are players you know, like Bonds and – um, Clemens, McGuire. They didn't need the steroids. You know, they made their mistake. They didn't need the steroids to be Hall of Fame players. Right, and I think people misinterpret the fact that you don't take steroids because you don't have the ability. You yeah. take steroids because you want to be a god. You want to be the greatest ever. Barry Bonds didn't take steroids because he had to. He took it because he didn't want there to be a question mark in his ability. He wanted to go, when you look at baseball, I'm the fucking greatest. And he was. Yeah. When we look at the, the, the home run crown, you know, for in, when, when we were growing up, it was Hank Aaron, you know, and unfortunately – we, we just lost him. And does Bonds, you know, is Bonds going to be looked at the same way in the next generation as we looked at Hank Aaron? But see, that's the problem, too, is that Hank Aaron is the epitome of what a Hall of Famer should be. That's yeah. a plateau that no one gets to. There's maybe three players in the history of the game who are Hank Aaron level based on what he did off the field, on the field, how he had to go against all the hate and stuff. I mean, he was tremendous. So when you look at those characteristics, you go, oh, wow, that's a Hall of Famer. So they think that you have to do that for everyone else. Being a Hall of Fame person has nothing to do with being a Hall of Fame baseball player, but you want both of them. Yeah, I have, you know, I'm going to reword what I said in the beginning. I have no problem with nobody getting in. Not everybody is in a more, you know, the Hall of Fame should be for the, those, the names that will never die. And, but having blank ballads, I think is unfair to the efforts of the players that reach that level to be on that ballad. Thank you. Human beings. Two human beings. Yeah. Let me treat it to be a blank ballot. It's just, that's just, it shits on them. And it's an abuse of power for the baseball writers. A complete yeah. abuse of power. And it and eliminates I, an entire conversation. Then in a blank ballot, you rescind your right to have a vote next year. You shouldn't be allowed to vote next year. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. That's correct. You send in a blank ballot, you should not be allowed to vote. You have the privilege of voting on the Baseball Hall of Fame, and you're going to turn in a blank ballot. It's just, it, it disgusts me as a fan of the game. I've been watching this damn game my entire life, and – Every year we look forward to seeing who's going to get in. And we see 14 people decide I'm not voting on a single player. When the top of the list, you see three guys who absolutely should be in. You can debate McGuire and all that, but Clemens, Bonds, Schilling, those are legit Hall of Fame players. And 14 people said we're not voting. 
you also saw plenty of people make that jump in their percentages. Scott Rowland went up significantly. Yeah. Todd Hilton went up significantly. So it's not like there's writers who don't think that they deserve it, but because they didn't vote, those guys, fuck you. They have to wait another year now. It's, it's so idiotic that you can sit there and have something as responsible as, as, as being a hall of fame voter and go, Oh no, I just don't like who the choices are. So I'm not going to vote. We need to figure out a way to change who the choices are because it's ridiculous. If we have to go into every off season and they look at these idiotic names and go, I don't like them. So I'm not going to vote. Then don't vote. Then do not vote. Give it to someone who's going to sit there, do the research and care about the game enough to vote. Yeah. It's, it's a very it's it's frustrating, you know. It's the players deserve better, and that that's the only thing that keeps going through my head. The players deserve better. Um, you know, I, I changed my 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 perspective, reworded my point of view. Um, not to cater to what you guys were saying, but you guys made good points. Where all right, maybe I was a bit reactionary in the beginning. You know, with the whole, you know, with, with Schilling going, you know, just don't put me on the ballot. I'm like, well, goodbye, farewell, and fuck off. But when you, you know, when Donald put out the whole statement, you know, read out the whole statement, I thought, all right, you know what? I think he worded it just fine. If Donald had read that statement at a random time, maybe years down the road, and didn't tell you who said it, no one would think Kurt Schilling. No, that's, that's, true. Right. that's true. That's a very good point. Okay, yeah. so that tells you how much bias there is when you release the name Kurt Schilling. People just don't like him. You cannot make it that personal. I can't stand the guy. I thought he was a shithead player. I didn't like playing against him. I think he's an even bigger douchebag off the field. I mean, this guy invested $50 million in a video game company to start his own Kurt Schilling baseball game. He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a complete idiot, but he's a great player. And they can't take that away from him. I mean, what he yeah, did in the World Series you know, for the Diamondbacks. As, as important as politics are, you can't run the world with it. You know, there has to be an escape from it, and sports should be that escape from all that sh- all that bullshit and all the noise. Hey, you, you know what I think the issue is too. Sport is an entertainment. But yeah. because it's with live people and live emotions, we can't separate the person no crap for it. In a movie, you don't sit there and you're yelling at the movie the whole time. Ah, oh, what the fuck? The stupid movie. It's fake. You don't care as much, but we're invested in these people and what they do. But at the end of the day, all they're supposed to do is entertain me. I could literally care less if Kurt Schilling raped a billy goat. I don't care. He's a baseball player and entertained me on the field. I'm not going to go look up the video of him fucking the billy goat, but I'm going to watch him play baseball. Also, I, you got me speaking the steroids. <laughs> Moving on from the billy goat fucking. Oh. Um, <laughs> regarding the steroids thing, it was called an era because it was an era where it was a whole bunch of, in fact, the majority of people were probably doing it because Bud Selig turned a blind eye to it, you know? You know and they weren't the only I mean, ones doing he it. didn't want anything to do with it because the money was piling in and people were flooding in to watching the ball games, flooding in watching Sammy Sosa, flooding in watching Mark McGuire, and, and that's it. And it was an era. So you can't – it's like based on a false premise. You can't just say, well, I'm actually not going to vote for – 
for this, these, these, these guys, even though they were incredible numbers because of steroids, when it was a, it was rife throughout the whole of the sport. So it does just, it's, it's not, it's based on a false premise. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in real quick? Go ahead. It goes back to something I said in a previous episode. People watch the game for the players. They don't watch the game for the owners or the GMs. And no one for damn sure is watching baseball to hear Bob Nightingale's opinion about anything. So like Donald just said, people were flooding to the stadiums to watch these guys. When Barry Bonds hit an upper deck home run at Yankee Stadium, he had Yankee fans standing up and cheering for him at the old stadium. These are the same fans that are going to throw beer on someone else's family members. They, those Yankee fans back in the day, they were ruthless. They were assholes. But they were standing up and cheering when an opposing player just hit an absolute monster home run. That's how much people wanted to see this guy play. And the same thing goes for McGuire and Sosa. When Clemens pitched, you watched. When Schilling pitched against us, we hated it, but we watched him. And as respected the game, we go, wow, this guy is good. I hate facing Kurt Schilling. He is a damn good pitcher. And if we as fans can say this, why the hell can't these writers put their yeah. stupid bias aside and say, you know what, what he did on the field is, is hard to, is hard to um, replicate if you're another pitcher. Put yeah. him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But, I was going to say, that it's not like they were the only ones that were doing, doing steroids. A lot of guys were, were using enhancements but they didn't have the ability of bonds. To... I just mentioned Chuck Knobloch last night. I mean, that's an example. His numbers did not change at all with steroids. Yeah. No, but it extended his career. So yeah. that's why I have stated that you need to, if, if it's going to be an issue, then you need to have Major League Baseball come out and say, we're going to administer all the steroid uses. It's going to be for this reason. And you got to get like a doctor's note or something to have it done. Then you'd convince people because guess what? Any one of us, if we get an injury, we can go out and get steroids. It's not illegal. But a lot of people in the public think steroids are all illegal because of how it's viewed in a sport. Hmm. Before the Mitchell report came out, Bud Seelig and no one gave a shit. But because the Mitchell report came out, he went, oh, shit, I need to overreact now so that I don't look like I let this shit happen. He did let it happen because he profited from it. Exactly. But Bonds never got tr- no, never got convicted, nor Clemens. None of these guys actually got no. convicted. So surely there's uh, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, obviously the evidence suggests, but I'm just saying, I mean, no court of law ever c- convicted them. So surely there has to be some element of that. Right. Well, the problem is- if they were convicted, it would have been because they lied to Congress, not because they took steroids. It's, you know, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, it, it's more dangerous for for the players to be guilty in the public eye than it is to be guilty by the law. It's magnified. That's the, that's the other problem. It doesn't matter what, what the truth is. The judgment in the public will supersede all of it. Yeah. It's, if it had come out that, you know, Joe Smith, you know, it was fired from a team because he had a, you know, a domestic issue. And then it turns out that it was completely fake, but that shadow now is over them forever. Was it really fake? Because it doesn't matter what the evidence says, we already convinced ourselves that he was guilty. Right, and we also, once the victim or quote-unquote victim speaks up, it's very hard to call a victim a liar. You're yeah. not going to do that, ever. 
So you're not going to take the story of the innocent guy who, you know, has been accused of something horrible. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. um, Before we wrap it up, let's just throw into this. Next year, we're going to have David Ortiz and A-Rod on the ballad. And I am really looking forward to that circus. I think it's going to... If they're not letting Bonds and all these guys in, then A-Rod and Ortiz should not be in. They're going to well, make at least 10 years. That seems to be the trend. It's like, I, I bet Bonds gets in next year. I really have a feeling it will. I think they're going to, especially after all this integrity bullshit this year, they're going to try, the writers are going to go, oh, see, no, we got to write this year. You can't you can't sit there and say that we, we do this and we do that. It's like they will constantly do the writers what's in the best interest of the writers. Yeah, I yeah. I would bet over the last few years the this there's been a shift in going into favor for bonds as opposed to when it first came out. I was one that said you can't let this guy in. You, you know, his percentages has gone up, but he's yeah. I I think that they're gonna wait until it's you know, like Evan said, they're gonna wait until that twelfth hour and then they're gonna let him in. Even if they don't, the Veterans Committee will vote these guys in in like 20 years or something, regardless. They'll wait yeah. till he dies and they'll vote him in. And it's stupid that they do that because like I've said multiple times, if you do that, then it's about it being a history museum and you're just waiting for him to not be able to enjoy his history of going in because you don't like him as a person. So you're going to do it when he dies. Well, they are represented in the museum at Cooperstown, just not in the Hall of Fame, not in the, the Hall you of know, Fame. No, I, I get it, but my okay. point is that the history of the game is what drives these people to be in the Hall in the first place. It's the history of their career. So to say that Kurt Schilling didn't have an impactful history on the game mm-hmm. with his career by taking him out of the Hall is fucking ridiculous because we saw the bloody sock, which was, that was the most powerful moment we've ever seen in sports for a lot of people. I hated it because he was on the Red Sox, but could you imagine if he was a Yankee with a bloody sock? We'd be treating him like... Like uh, Sabathia until he opened his mouth. Like, seriously. The Yankees fans would have loved David Ortiz on the Yankees too, but we hated him because he was a Red Sox. Same with Manny. We would have tolerated all of Manny's antics if he got 500 home runs as a Yankee. Remember when Remember when Roger Clemens came back from retirement in George Steinbrenner's box? Oh, my God. He's in Steinbrenner's box right now. The whole Yankee stadium was in, 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 in absolute – they couldn't be couldn't be happier. It was mass hysteria. So we loved Roger Clemens, but yes. he's a big part of the history of the game. Oh my God! Every every record he broke, you know. But then and there's a bunch of guys that have broken home run records that aren't even close to the Hall of Fame. And you have to think, uh, what is it? Just personal prejudice, or are you actually ignoring the history of the game because as you're saying it is it is historical number whether you like it or not or whether you like the guy or not these are num these are records that have been broken right i also think it's funny that a lot of yankees fans think that clemens would go into the hall as a yankee i don't, I don't care so. where he goes in the hall as i just think he should be in the hall he's yeah exactly but if you look at his career he spent what 14 years in boston he goes in as a boston red sox he was the most dominant. i think he would, i think he'd go in as a red sox yeah. Although yeah. I like what Musina did. They gave him the choice and he said, I want a blank plaque. I don't yeah. want to win it either because my the whole blank, career yeah. is by both teams. And he's right. 
Yeah. You know, it's when you when you play for multiple teams for almost the you know the same amount of time, how do you pick one or the other? So the, the yeah, the blank hat I thought was a a classy move from Messi. All right, I'll give you guys the list of the main guys next year. We got A Rod, we got Ortiz, we got Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, Mark Tejera, and Tim Lincecum. Uh, let's uh, let's ask all you guys where are you standing all these guys. The first two should get in, but they won't for a while. And the other ones you listed are not Hall of Fame. No. I mean, Lindsay Ryan probably uh, would have been if not getting hurt. I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, to Sharon, no. Jimmy Rollins, I think he gets respectable votes, but he's a no. Ryan Howard, the same thing. I think he gets a respectable amount of votes, but he falls short. He's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that Phillies team was special, and you look at the history, like we keep saying, and you recognize Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, yeah. and Howard as being the best players on that team. But they're not they're not Hall of Famers, and I think of those three, Rollins is probably the best, and he's so borderline for me. I mean, it's yeah. Really- yeah, and I think Lincecum falls into the Mattingly rule where he wasn't – his career wasn't long enough where he was dominant, yeah. which sucks because when you saw him, he was on the he was on the path. Years, oh my god, he was he was on the he was on a path to be a no doubter. Barry Zito too. I thought Barry Zito, yeah. Mark Mulder, and Tim Hudson were all going to be like, wow. Mm. Ortiz yeah, should be there. Ortiz definitely for me, uh, and uh, and Arod well, definitely. But I think I, I I think you know. The other guy, yeah, well, Ryan uh, Rollins and Howard get respectable votes, but they will, you know, they'll they'll got, they'll end in the sixties range. I never once considered Howard as a Hall of Fame player. Whenever I mean, I always thought he was a really good player. No, but, but I, I never thought he was a Hall of Famer. I think that they were solid enough players to at least get a respectable amount of votes. You know what I mean? I, I, if that I, makes sense I, to you guys. It does, but I would take Todd Hilton over Howard, so therefore... Yeah, I oh, I would too. Yeah. You know? You know, Teixeira, no. solid player, but not... All Very solid Howard. player, but no. Yeah. And, um, and you know, Lincecum just fell into that. The injuries just ended his career too soon. It seemed to Teixeira, because... Uh, you know, injuries took away a couple of years of, of Tejera, the Yankees. He, yeah. he might have put up some significant numbers um, that that might have changed his trajectory. But uh, unfortunately, injuries affected that. Yeah, I can see Tejera getting votes because of him working with MLB. I'm sure he's got some buddies that'll, you know, because it's a popularity contest. It's so, you know, so don't be surprised if he is, you know, percentage is high. Yeah, it shouldn't be higher than Jimmy Rollins, though. I'll say that. But I'm for picking it, it shouldn't if he gets higher percentage of votes than Jimmy Rollins, and then it's definitely well, that just shows how it's just fixed. Yeah, Yeah. that's that that proves how broken the voting is. I think Rollins, like we all said, is a really good player. He probably won't get in, but he should get very close. If not, he'll probably get in at the last the last year on the ballot. Yeah, but if Teixeira gets more votes than Jimmy Rollins, and yeah, there's a complete just a complete disaster of voting, which we all know that's what it is. So it is a disaster of voting. Well, it also, it brings me back to Barry Bonds because we constantly talk about how much we hate the launch angle stat. 
you don't need to look at launch angle to know that Bonds had a tremendous one. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. The launch balls all over the place. So to me, it's just a relevant stat that we shouldn't even be talking about. I don't care. Like I just want to, with players like that, you can just do the eye test and go, yeah, Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Some players you can do that. Some players you have to dissect their stats. Mucina, you have to look at the whole picture and dissect the stats. Well, that's it. You have to dissect the stats and you have to you have to look at the whole course of, of their careers. Barry Bonds was stick thin and he was still a phenomenal baseball player, Hall of Fame caliber. He was stealing bases everywhere and still had power and still hit for average. He was an incredible baseball player. Then when he was the size of a house and he was hitting a thousand home runs a year, still a phenomenal baseball player. Yeah. But I mean, the same with uh, same with A-Rod. I mean, A-Rod obviously he plowed in the steroids and he hit 55 home runs some years and stuff. But when he first started, he wasn't hitting, he wasn't taking steroids when he first came in to get the league. And he was a phenomenal player. One of the best shortstops to ever play the game when he first came in. And he was an all-around monster at the plate. And he, yeah, steroids helped add longevity to his career. Okay, but he was an incredible all-around Hall of Fame player. Yeah, his short his shortstop stats alone could have gotten him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. like that, his Gold Glove at shortstop was phenomenal. And he played a great third base for New York. He, he was right because he had good range and the and yeah. tremendous ability. He was able to make a significantly hard transition pretty easy. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap this up for today. Um, Tune in tomorrow where we'll get into more baseball. So on behalf of everybody at YankeeChronicles.com, we hope you have a good day. Stay smart. Stay safe.